Brian Landeros, what is up, dude? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Dude, I was making my way downtown this morning, and it just felt great being uh, able to be you know, part of your podcast. Uh, we've been going back and forth on social, so I was super excited. I don't know if you guys saw on social media, if you guys did, I was making my way downtown. Making my way downtown. Oh, oh snap. What's that, Instagram family? That's right. Making my way downtown. About to hop on the Thinking Bigger podcast with my boy, Kevin Feely. Thank you for the invitation. On my way. And oh my God, we are here. What's up, bro? I love it, dude. Yeah, that uh, that captured your energy for sure. Because you guys, Brian has some of the best energy and he is just any room he walks into, he lights up. People love him. Uh, he's very well known here in, in San Diego, specifically in Chula Vista. And uh, he's just an overall good guy. We've been connected for a couple years yeah. and we have somewhat of a similar story. So I want to just kind of talk about, uh, you know, the, the business, the yeah. life. How you got into the you know the the mortgage business, your sales stuff before? Yeah. Let's just dive in. So tell cool, everybody bro. a little bit about who you are. Perfect. So uh, born and raised here in San Diego. Um, I'm 29 years old. Oh man, I was like 29. You old motherfucker. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but yeah, so I, I grew up here my whole life. Um, the way that I got into business was by uh, you know ditching my job at Denny's. I was a server for about three years. Um, and that helped me. I mean, obviously just, you know, get to, um, get some people skills, speaking to people, but what really, really got me going was when I started door knocking back in 2016. Um, I want to say I was about 21 years old. Um, I didn't go to college because of the fact that I was in a business class this one, yeah, this one year and I was listening to a small business teacher speak about business. She then said something about like, Oh, this about business. And then I thought to myself at that moment, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute here. If you're teaching about business, what's the chances that you're actually doing business? Right. And I was like, this makes no sense for me. I'm getting taught theory. So I went and got a job. And um, later after that, once I got into sales, I realized that that was really honestly my, my schooling. I did mm -hmm. door knocking for about two years. So I would go uh, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. door knocking for Vivint, door knocking for Solar, ADT, yep. selling security systems. So, so real quick, yeah. for those who don't know, what is door knocking? So door knocking is when you have the um, the self-righteous, you know, want to go and knock on a door and try to sell something to a, client, to a homeowner, right? In this particular instance, we were selling security systems. Systems, right so it, it, it it's one of those things that you really have to be self-driven and be okay with rejection um, and if you aren't it's gonna teach you if you last long enough like I said I did it for two years and that is what I say was probably my schooling into business it was probably like you know getting my feet wet into understanding the psychology of people there's a way people understand the way that people you know match and mirror your language depending on what you say or how people just kick you out of their house because they honestly don't want to buy shit from you yeah um, um, but door knocking in the most simplest sense is going and literally knocking on doors and uh, trying to either find a problem that you could solve for a homeowner or give them something that they're able to, you know, get value from. Yeah. So when people talk about door to door sales, especially in a residential yeah. setting, that's what this is. So if you're at home, somebody knocks on the door. Hey, what's up? I'm with the uh, local solar company. We're doing installations in your neighborhood and you want to tell them to get fucked and get out of here because it's annoying the the people that are successful in that business deal with that all day and the reason why they're successful is because they do that all the time and they can get through the negative stuff to the people that actually want to buy the product and that's that's where the money is made that's why they're paid 
You know, you get paid proportional to your value. Yeah, a hundred percent. You couldn't have said it any more clear. And uh, I mean, for me, it was literally my basis for everything, and uh, that opened up the doors to then, uh, you know, like I was telling you earlier over lunch, um, I always had the connection to my branch manager now, who I work with uh, at Mortgage Heroes, and um, I went and knocked on his door, you know, and that door knock, you know, completely changed my life. Um, I remember my buddy was cutting my um, their hair there at their house. He's a barber, and uh, just to give you guys a little bit of context, I was in the living room with, uh, you know, his uh, his wife. Like, damn. Should I go talk to him? Should I go talk to him? Should I go talk to him? Finally go talk to him. I, you know, I pitch him my pitch. I tell him, hey, this and that. We can do this. I see you have decorative. Oh, wait, wait. At that time, we were doing a, a decorative concrete. So in the two years of me door knocking, we went from selling security to then wholesaling contract uh, jobs for like <clears throat> home remodeling, landscape, hardscape, anything to do with, you know, um, home repairs. Yep. Um, so at that time, I knocked up for him on that and uh, I gave him my pitch. I sold him. But then he asked me one question that forever changed my life. He said, looked at me in the eye and said, Brian, is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? And I never forget the answer that I gave him. I told him, fuck no. <laughs> like straight up. I was like, fuck no. Like, no, no. He's like, why do you do it with so much passion? Another question that no one ever had asked me at that time, you know, and for me, my response was, well, I guess I'm just a passionate person. Um, and he, okay, cool. So tell me what you're going to do. You know, we, we talked about it. We, um, you know, got to an agreement. I was going to come take measurements the following day. But before I left, he asked me, he's like, hey, I'm not sure if you'd be open to this, but I feel you'd be very good at what I do in my industry. And if you're interested, I would like for you to come check it out, shadow me, see if it's something that you see yourself doing. And if it is, I'd love for you to come and, you know, join us and I'll help you get, you know, started. So this was back in 2017, 20, yeah, 2017, late 2017. And at that time, I said, fuck it. I always seen that they did good. I always saw that, you know, he was successful in business. They always had the nice cars. And I said, let's do it. And I fully jumped into it. Um, I stopped doing everything that I was doing just to learn mortgages and real estate. So from 2017 to 2018, I was just doing literally learning how to get my license, studying for my test and just being at the office learning it. And tell everybody, so you went from, so you were selling concrete and stuff door to door and now you're moving into selling mortgages. Yes. So people buying houses, doing the funding for them. Sorry, just in case yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah. I don't no, want no, of course. You know, no, 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 thank you, thank you. over talk some people. So just no, want to make no, sure no, you're keeping, it, you keeping for, it simple. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, yeah, so I went into mortgages, <laughs> basically the financing for the houses. And uh, one of the things that, you know, now I look back is like, you know, well, why did I make that decision? And I ultimately made that decision because I wanted to continue to grow in my career. You know, I knew that door knocking wasn't going to lead me to where I wanted to be. Can you make a killing off of it? And can you make a living and lots of money? Yes. But sometimes money isn't the only thing that you're looking out after. Right. I wanted, you know, a little bit more. I wanted to have a team, to have an office, to have, mm -hmm. you know, knowledge and, and something that made me feel like I'm the person that can help that that individual that doesn't have that knowledge. Yeah. Which in this case was the mortgage stuff. Right. And and how much money were you making when you were door knocking? Because I know there's I mean, when I door knocked business to business, I was making good money. Yeah. You know? So. At that time, I mean, good money for me was like 1200 bucks a week, right? Yeah. So I was making probably 1200 bucks a week. With that comes out to like a little bit over 5000 a month. Yep. Um, and I was, what, 21 years old, like making like 5000 bucks. I thought I was like just, you know, crushing it, right? Yeah. I was going yeah, yeah, out, yeah. buying bottles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Until it dried up. Yeah. And that's one thing that I love about sales that it will humble you. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's where my mindset completely changed the first time that I had success and then I dropped and I lost it all. 
Uh, meaning like, you know, the little smaller, you know, yeah. uh, money that I was making. But, but to you then, it, it was, was a lot. Yeah. It was huge. And I remember at that time I had just moved into a new apartment, still living with like my mom and my sister, but we had moved into a nicer apartment at that time. You know, we were able to, you know, afford something a little bit nicer. Um, and as you know, as it started drying out, I wasn't the smartest at saving my money because, mm-hmm. you know, once you're making a whole bunch of like, you know, money at that time, I was like, shoot, cool. I'll make it back next week. And I get yep. paid every week, every week, every week until it dried off. It. I lost my car. It got repoed. Um, I couldn't pay for bills anymore. I had a fez up. Be like, mom, I'm masked out. I don't can't pay for the bills. I can't, you know, I can't even afford a freaking dollar meal at the at the at the local like fast food place, right? Yeah. So all that made me then reboot who I was as a person, right? I started going. I stopped going out and I started going in, mm. meaning that I started realizing who I was, what I was, how I was, and what I was all about. Because I thought about it, I'm like, huh, if I know who I am, I know where I need to go and I know what I need to do. Right. For the longest time, I was lost, meaning that I'd go anywhere trying to find a path. And when that path isn't found, you honestly come back to, to nothing. You're like, so wait, what am I supposed to do? What, what's my next move? So that's when, when I realized, I'm like, maybe I just need to start figuring out me, what I like, what moves me, what motivates me, what 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 i don't like because then all that stuff makes me aware and when i finally became aware i was like huh i know what i need to do you find sense of clarity and uh, at that time you know mortgages was right there and that took i mean it took two years to build up my business like you know but at the end of the day the money is great but it's it's everything that i learned before that you know Mm. when i didn't have anything the creativity you have to like you know literally create within yourself is massive because you have to go out and do stuff with the minimal resources you have and try to like maximize the results that you get. Right. So that right there is one of the things that I wish sometimes like, dude, I wish I could go back to the mindset of when I was barely getting started because it's like me against the world. I'm going to eat everything. Like, I don't care who goes up against me. Like I'm yeah. going to get this done. It's a do or die type of mindset. We got nothing to lose. Right. So we talked about that. It's, it's funny because we're both in a, in a, I would say a comfortable space, yeah. you know, like I know for me when I first started and it's funny, we have almost a, a, a very, very, almost an identical background because yeah. I worked in restaurants, mm-hmm. left restaurants, worked a sales job, learned how to make money yeah. and then went out and branched off on my own. Yeah. And it's just, kind of crazy what you learned from that point but in the beginning if you don't have anything to lose you are a dangerous person because yeah. you got nothing to lose nothing you have only up to go and you have you can risk it all because you're not going to lose much. Not much yeah <laughs> so i mean it's really really incredible what you were able to do and uh both of us man it's 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 crazy and if you're listening to this and you're working some kind of job, right? Like maybe you're saying, oh, I'm in that role before, I'm still working at Denny's or or whatever, right? Whatever that is for you. I would encourage you to find your value proposition to the market. And what does that mean, right? Your value proposition to the market is, in our case, sales. So if you can sell a product or service, that's a big value proposition and you get a good chunk of that. So the bigger the product you sell, the more you make. So if you're looking to make more money and looking to just, maybe you're in your early twenties, maybe you're wherever you are in life, you want to level up, you want to go increase your income, which I think everybody does go into sales because you'll notice most successful entrepreneurs have a strong B2B or door to door, like residential sales background. Right. So, and you know, and, you know, along with sales, one of the things that I did realize throughout these years is the power of relationships. And that's one of the things that I value so much in my business because the relationships is what honestly makes your business. And when, 
you could do all this marketing and video stuff, which I am a big advocate on, but there's nothing like the impact you make on somebody that will then pass it on to somebody else because of how you made them feel. So if you're able to just take care of people, people will take care of you. Mm. And ultimately, one of the things I realized is that you also can't help everybody. Yeah. Right. So one of the one of the things that I do when I meet with people and it's a subject that we got into uh, was yep. the frog method. Right. And uh, family, recreation, occupation and goals. When I first meet with anybody, that's the, the thesis of my conversation. I'm going to see what their family's about. You know, do they live with the family? Do they have kids, wife, whatever it may be? Go down the line. And if they align with what you know I'm about, then I say, hey, maybe this is someone that's worth building with mm -hmm. someone I could do life with because that's ultimately the type of people that I want to do business with is people that I could also outside of business create a, you know, a strong friendship because then it goes both ways. But on the other hand, if it doesn't work out, then it lets me know that, Hey, you know, possibly a great person, you know, nothing against them. We just do not align. Yep. And I'm very big on alignment and frequency. So mm -hmm. if we align and we connect, Oh, it's like literally like, you know, like, two bolts of energy just coming together to become one bigger yeah you know force of energy and yeah. that's how i look at it right right so you know if i don't get that feeling from the bat then i'm like huh it's it's probably not going to be the best i'm not saying it won't work out but right. i'm all about flow if yeah. it flows let it go dude and energy flows like water so one thing that again if you're listening to this and you're not where you want to be in life or you are and you want to improve your life yeah change your surroundings because Ooh. like Earlier today, I was in an okay mood. The second Brian and I connected, it was like you said, like two lightning bolts hitting and like we're feeding, we're vibing yes. off each other. Now, yeah. if we were opposite frequencies, if if I was a negative person, bro, I'd pull you down with me. Yeah, like we would, we would mix and it would, it would not be good. Like we were talking about, sometimes you meet somebody, we were talking about this earlier, you meet somebody and you don't, you, you just, you like them. There's, when you look on paper, you should like them, but yeah. something there, you just don't fuck with them. Yes. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. Nope. It just, you can't, you, you need to be very, very cautious with your energy and who you give it to, yeah. you know? And in terms of the relationships, like you talked about your life and, and the success in your life is going to be proportional to your relationships. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Fenster, David Meltzer, a couple of those guys talk about the relationship bank account. And we yes. talked about this at lunch. We were joking that we had a whole <laughs> podcast while we were at lunch. We I know, right? I'm like, it. dude, we're just over here pretending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a great conversation. <laughs> but when you're in a relationship with somebody, and I don't mean relationship, I mean relationship, friendship, business partnership, whatever. Yeah. When you, when you start a relationship with somebody, you have an empty ledger, meaning you have a bank account with them that is zero, right? Now, when you do something for them, you give a favor, you help them out, you ask them how their day is going, you're adding to that bank account. Yeah. Now, a lot of people want to just take deposits. Yeah. They want to ask for favors. They want to pull everything they can. And it's not like they're maliciously doing that. They just don't quite get it. You need to be able to serve people and constantly uh, and we agreed on this yeah. earlier, constantly be making deposits, yep. right? Because like you, right? Sometimes you'll just hit me up and be like, hey, bro, love the podcast, love what you're doing, what's up? Or you'll call somebody, hey, I just want an update on how you're doing. That's it, no motive, just saying what's up. And yep. every time you do that or they do that for you, the quality of that relationship goes up. And I know it sounds transactional, but it's how it works. You ever have a friend who's always asking you for shit, borrowing money, not paying it back? Like, <laughs> it's a drain. <laughs> Right? Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> At least give some back, you yeah. know, not just take. Yeah, nah, right. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is like relationships are two-way yeah. streets. Yeah. And and I am 
really, really trying to mo- motivate uh, other people to realize that you got to go out and try to help people. You have to serve people. And when you do, it comes back tenfold. So to your point on that, when you're, when you're speaking to people, one of the things that I stopped doing is uh, listen to reply. Mm. I rather listen to understand because yeah. in, in understanding and actually critically listening to who you're speaking to, they're going to tell you what they're missing. They're going to tell you what they need. Why by default in the way that they say it, if you're paying close attention the p- the pieces to that puzzle will be there and the clues will be left by their words, their energy and the way that they deliver, you know, what they say. Mm. So if you're able to pick up on that and go out of your way to bring the solution to them without them even asking you, <sighs> yeah, they're going to want to keep you in your corner and them in your corner for the longest time because they're going to be like, yo, that guy, Kevin. I don't know why, but whenever he's around me, he just knows how to like help me. I just like I feel more confident around him. Mm-hmm. And all that is because you're paying attention to what that person needs, is missing, or is going after. And if you're able to bridge that gap and help them without it, you know, affecting you, I think that's what value is called. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. That is fire, dude. That's so so I, I wanna just real quick show you guys something, right? Let's just say that Brian and I met. And I was like, hey, Brian, what's up? Good to meet you. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good, dude. Hey, uh, so anyways, I got this car outside. And this is what I do for work and blah, blah. If I sit here and talk about myself the whole time, Brian's just going to be like, all right, whatever. But uh, if I start the conversation with being like, yo, what's up, man? So you have you have a kid? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. How old's your kid? Uh, one and a half. Oh, my God. Boy or girl? It's a boy. Boy. Oh, how's that feel? Oh, man, it feels great. I mean, like a little sense of joy. Like mm-hmm. he's smiling genuinely right now. Because <laughs> you know, you know my, but, how'd you know? You've been critically listening. <laughs> but that's how you build relationships yes, with people. Yes. And the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which we have a couple copies here. Don't even get me started up. That oh. was my Bible. Yeah. Like, that's what I read day in and day out, dissected and literally became a student to that book. Like everything that that book says was everything that I had doubts in my head of me doing. Like, huh, yep. is this really how I should do this? Yeah. And me naturally, I was always already doing that. So when I read that book, it empowered me in a way that gave me so much confidence to let myself know that the way that I was building relationships was actually the way that people do it at a professional or strategic level. Yeah. So I recommend that book to anyone not even if you're going into business if you're going into life you need to listen to that book because it ultimately helps you understand how people work in a sense of their environment and how if you're talking to them in your point of view they might not get that so meet them halfway or meet them in their world and then they'll forever understand you and want to be with you because you know how to communicate in their terms and communication is the number one effective tool no matter what you do in your life if you can't clearly communicate how you feel your life is going to be worse off right so let's say that let's say i mean i can't i can't think of i i i can't come up with an an (laughs) i'm literally at a loss for words there are so many relationships that i've watched fall apart because two people can't communicate they both want the same thing they're both aligned they're both mutually in the same boat they want the same thing they both want to get in this boat and they want to go to this destination, but they don't know how to fucking say it. And it's so watching it is like, so it much. makes you frustrated. So imagine when they can't get, yeah, the two parties can't agree. And they and think that they're on opposite sides. Oh no. So, I mean, you know, hopefully my girl doesn't listen to this, but that, that, that that's a barrier that we had to, you know, break through yep. the fact that 
we're not trying to go against each other. We're just trying to communicate our point. Yep. And that's, I feel, something that happens a lot in business and in relationships where it's like, hey, we both mean the same thing, but just because we're coming at it from a different angle, it feels like I'm going against what you're saying when in reality we're going against what's in the middle, right. which is what we're trying to prove or solve. Right. And, I mean, it comes down to, like, if you get pulled over by a police officer, right, you may have this idea of what police officers are, and maybe this guy sees some punk kid driving a Honda and like, ah, oh, fuck this kid. They pull up. They're already not clearly communicating. Right, right, right. right. And in the <laughs> – oh, I'll talk about that after. But when, when they communicate, if the teenager kid in the car starts popping off to the cop and is like, oh, I didn't do – you know, whatever. Like, the, really, what the cop wants to hear is, hey, I fucked up. My bad. And what he wants to hear from the cop is, hey, I get that you fucked up, and it's probably your bad. But, you know, no big deal. It happens, right? That's what they both want. They want to go off on their way. The cop doesn't necessarily want to write a ticket. But then when the communication gap gets all fucked up, then it stops. And in the movie, I believe it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's a scene (laughs) where the somebody pulls out what's called an empathy gun. And there's these guys chasing after these people. I might be butchering this, but the concept is what I'm trying to get across. There's this guy chasing these people through like a spaceship or something, and they're trying to attack them. And they pick up this empathy gun, and this guy's running at her trying to kill her, and she goes, boom. And all of a sudden, he can feel her emotions. And he's like, oh, I I can't attack you. Now I know how you feel. I wish that was a real thing. Bro, we need an empathy gun so bad right now in society. Yeah, (laughs) seriously, dude. I mean, it's it's crazy, right? No, like, that's a really good one. But lack of communication. Yeah. If you can communicate how you really feel and make somebody else feel it as if it's their own emotion, then, you know, that's that's how communication happens. So earlier we were also talking about, you know, taking risk and, you know, why I went all into mortgages. And I don't think it's really that I went in all into mortgages. I just feel like I went in all into the opportunity of finding out what my true potential is. Mm. And the true risk of, you know, making that decision is everything that, you know, I'm now uh, working towards, you know, working on accomplished. That was my risk. If I didn't take that jump, then I'm risking everything that I'm working towards right now. Mm. And everything that we've been building was for what? Right. You know, so for me, the risk is not is not like, oh, shoot, if I risk this, like, you know, I'm not going to have money or if I risk this, I'm not going to have time with friends. My risk is all the stuff that's on the other side of the decision. Yeah. So if I don't take that risk, then all the other rewards and all the better life is what I'm missing out on. Dude, risk is everything. Risk is everything. And risk is a good thing, right? Because especially when you're young, I can't stress this enough. You need to take risks when you're young because you took risks when you were 21-ish, 22, maybe even younger. Well, you have, you have, a kid one and then another one another on the one. Way. okay i wasn't sure if i wasn't <laughs> no, sure no, yeah go ahead you, let's, let's yeah, say yeah. got another baby on the way shout out my girl's four uh four months pregnant and yeah. uh it's the best thing ever but could you take as many risks now with the kids no so think that's a really good question and i don't have a prepared answer but this is what i like right off the bat would say I can't take the risks that I could take back then, right? Yep. But I can't take calculated risks. Yeah. So these calculated risks actually come at a better way of, you know, how to say it, doing them because of the fact that I have clarity, mm. I have purpose, and I have intent. Yeah. And those three things combined is what I'm doing for my son. It's yep. not for me. It's because I need my son to see me succeed so that he understands that, hey, that's how you do it because what i notice is that when i'm uh you know when i'm having a beer or when i'm having a drink or when i'm uh, talking to my lady when i'm talking to my friends my kid's watching mm. and then i also see him do that in his own little way right yeah so then i'm like huh 
let me let me let me be a life psychologist here. I know that by default, monkey see, monkey do. So if he sees me do well. I mean, I'm at my computer all the time at home, right? Yeah. And I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. He's trying to, like, literally do the exact same thing. Or if yeah. I'm on the phone, he's trying to be on the phone, try to talk. You know, like, I talk with my hands. He's all like, ah, nah, 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 even though his words don't come out. Yeah. But that, to me, is the biggest motivation because it's like, bro, I'm hands-on, firsthand. You're watching everything happen. And if I can give you the road so that you can, you know, one day, hopefully, you know, take it yeah. or at least give you a clear path, then that's my that's my purpose. And, uh accomplishing everything that I'm set out to do is really just, you know, by default, something that I'm doing so that my son can actually know what direction to take. Because if you don't have that direction, then you end up with no path. And when you end mm. up with no path, you find anything that just, you know, is easy or, or will be like, Oh yeah, that, that makes sense. But then you'll be lost your whole life. Right. So having a sense of clarity is the biggest thing that you can do even though it's the hardest thing to do. <laughs> well, you found your why, which most people yes. don't. And I still struggle with my why. Yeah. And I think that when I have kids, my why will all of a sudden be so <laughs> clear, which it seems I watched you go through it, right? Yeah. <laughs> because when you're young, you want to make money. Your why is mm -hmm. like you want to support your family. You want to drive a cool car. You want to you have money because yeah. like it's the cool thing, right? Yes. But then you realize you get to a point, especially when you're making a couple hundred grand yeah. a year yeah, yeah. or more, you realize that money is great. It's a powerful tool but it's your time and like there's more things that are important. Now money will make everything better. It, it, it yeah. people say more money, more problems, eat shit. That is not true. Like maybe to a point, but I, I have way less problems now than I did when I couldn't pay my rent. A hundred percent eat like it's a different type of problems, but you yeah. have the means and the tools and resources to take care of those problems. Whereas before you're right. just fucking like trying to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and before I used to, I had like a really bad identity with money relationship mm. with money. Yeah. I thought money was bad. Yes. Most people do think money's evil that you have to cheat somebody to get it. And it could not be further from the truth. 100%. And one thing is I can tell you that if you're struggling to pay your bills, which statistics show that most people in the United States, over 50% of the United States live paycheck to paycheck, mm. right? Which means Statistically, their cortisol and adrenaline and stress hormones are through the roof, which mm. means not only you're putting yourself at much higher risk for disease, you're not happy, you're not living your life with purpose, yep. your, your depression is going to go through the roof, but not to mention that if you can find a way to pull yourself out of that survival mode, because your brain yes. is no longer worried about a saber-toothed tiger eating you, right? Because we've grown out of that, but your brain is now worried about shelter, food, bills, things like that. So you have the same stress hormones going through you if you're stressed on money that somebody back in the prehistoric days or whatever, uh, you know, would when they're getting chased by a tiger. Now, if you can just get to the point where your bills are all paid and you've got a good cushion in the bank account, mm -hmm. your life will be so unrecognizable and you will be able to breathe like you never have before. And I can tell you that him and I have both lived a life of stress, not being able to pay your bills and, and the, the, the weight that that carries. And when that gets lifted is the best feeling in the oh, world. Bro. I just, I just got the goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you couldn't have literally like broken it down any better way because at, at one point, you know, all you're doing is trying to survive. And I heard a video, I don't know where I heard it, but our brains, haven't changed since literally uh, yeah, cavemen, yeah. right? So we're, we're still like survival mode, right? But yeah. our environments have changed, like you mentioned. So if your environments change, why can't you change your mindset? 
Mm-hmm. And if you change your mindset, then you start seeing that you're, you, what you're seeing is actually not what you used to think. Right. So once you go through that, and I, I really feel that, unfortunately, you have to go through a strenuous like path or something that really, really, really like just shakes your life up where you're just kind of like, oh, shit, like, let me put my life into perspective. Is this something that, you know, is going to keep moving me forward or moving me back? And you need that negative push to turn into a positive outcome. Mm. So sometimes I feel like for me, when my dad passed away and Christian passed away, my best friend, in a matter of less than six months, bro, my life spiraled into a complete mess because I wasn't clear. I didn't know nothing yet. I was probably, I was 19 years old as well. So that didn't help with my emotions and, you know, everything all over the place. Right. So what happened? I drew, I went down a path of like horrible decisions, you know, drinking, you know, doing things I shouldn't be doing. And that ultimately led to, you know, me falling and being lost and depressed until I hit such a low point that you're like, all right, all right, all right. No one's going to come save me. My mom isn't going to come save you. Your dad, nobody in your circle is going to come and pick you up and say, let's get it together, Brian. Let's go and actually start doing shit. So you have to go through that. You have to eat that shit. You have to be that depressed. You have to fall down to the floor and be like, well, what the fuck am I about? What should I do? What's my next move? How should I even move? And only then, once you're actually clear and truthful with yourself, can you start going back up. Because what I notice is that you can lie to everybody. You can lie to everybody all day, but the moment you walk and look at yourself in the mirror at home, you know every single lie that you've been telling everybody, and you cannot lie to yourself. Ooh. As long as much as you want to lie to yourself, you're gonna look at yourself and say that's not true because you know it isn't. Yeah. Like Holy shit, bro. <laughs> that is deep, dude. Straight up. That is deep. And you know what, man? Like you went through a breakdown. I went through a breakdown before I got sober. And I'll tell you one thing. Breakdowns happen right before breakthroughs. So if you're going through something, if you're dealing with something where that pain is hitting, you know, when you hit that rock bottom, it's about to turn around, but you have to have that perspective. Yeah. You know? A hundred percent. I mean, just honestly, One of the biggest advices I could give you is uh, really audit your your circle and the people that you're around. You know, you're going to realize that you have friends that are positive, friends that are negative, friends that don't know what the heck to do with their lives and friends that probably just don't give a fuck. Mm. But me, I switched up my environment, started hanging out with William, with Andy. They're much older than me. Yeah. And then I started tapping into their sphere of influences, which are older than them or more successful than them. And then you start to realize that these people talk about ideas and not other people. Yeah. So once I started hanging out with other people, by default, my wavelength of thinking, I was like, well, how can I create this business? Or, hey, how can I invest in this? Instead of, oh, where are we going out today? Where are the girls at? <laughs> you yeah. Know, or who's getting the drinks tonight? You know, yep. like. On the contrary, now the conversation with my friends is a lot different. Right. And well, think about what we talk about. Yeah, exactly. And and one thing, sorry, but just no, no, before no, go, go, I forget go, go, go. it. Yeah, yeah, please. You know how you said like your baby like watches yes, you and yes, does all the things. Yes. You that doesn't go away. You are mimicking the people around you. You yes. just don't know it. 100%. So when you stop hanging around with people and we dude, our stories are so similar. Yeah. You stop hanging around with people that are drinking, doing drugs, gangbanging, whatever, right? And now you're hanging out with people who are doing positive things. All of a sudden, you're like, oh shit, you're on this another level. You see this different perspective and now you're acting like them. But 
dude, keep going. So, so what happened was, and you know, shout out to William, my branch manager. You know, was the one that brought me in. Um, he told me he's like, you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna be hanging out with different people, exposed to different information, exposed to different experiences, and when you come back and speak to the people that used to know who you were, you're not gonna align, mm-hmm. not connect. You're yeah. just not gonna align. Right. And you're gonna get frustrated because you're trying to speak something. They're looking at you like you're weird, and you're yeah. looking like, what the hell's wrong with How you? How do you not see this? You know what I mean? And then by default, that happened to me where I became so embedded in my work in my life that it did become my life and I ultimately only connected with people that were the same you know why do we get along so well because yeah. our life is our business and our right. business is our life right so when I started talking to certain friends they're like wow Brian there you go thinking again that you're so better than everybody I'm like yeah no 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 I just I know what I want to do I found out how to do it and yeah. we're over here like wasting time bro like me going to the bar isn't going to help me get closer to my goals right me drinking all day isn't going to get me closer to my goals so it's like why am I and this is the big one that honestly I'm going to give a huge advice to all young males don't get caught up in trying to chase girls because this is what happens as you get older girls are looking for security status and someone that can protect them and if you're a fuckboy that doesn't have any of those good luck as you get older bro your looks and your swag it's only gonna take you so far yeah so start investing in yourself your skills who you are and then that itself is gonna attract you the ladies that you're gonna want believe me and that's biology right that's again haven't changed since we were cavemen a hundred percent so if we're able to tap into that and understand that i mean how much ahead are you going to be from people that are still dormant or trying to figure it out or don't even have a recollection that this ability of thinking is out there right and how you spend your time is is complete I mean, people talk about that but like Dude, when you think about how we spend our time, yeah. right? Like, I'm sure we have our own hobbies. We have time yeah. that we waste, which is fine, yeah, right? You got to do that. Like, I play video games occasionally, right? But I'm not playing it eight hours a day. No, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not at home right now playing video games. I'm putting out content. I've done, I've had an insanely productive work day that started yeah. at 650, you know? And uh, it's going to go till six, seven, you know? So, like, think about the con so so compound interest right when you invest a little bit of money over a long period of time as that grows it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and the same with your decisions and the way that you vote with your time right so every minute that you're doing something you're voting for the outcome so if you're spending your time a majority of your time maybe you only spend three hours a day playing video games but that adds up and you're not really enjoying it it's an escape right Mm -hmm. anything more than an hour a day of video games is a, is an absolute escape and you're just not wanting to face reality, right? But if you vote with your time towards the person that you want to be, your life will transform. Yeah, I mean, unreal. Like, how, how do you spend your days? So my days start with getting my son ready in the morning, so I'm up. <laughs> no, you're already wasting time. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I love to tell people, like, parents yeah oh yeah no i totally get what you mean like i've got dogs so i get it and i just watch them melt because i know it's not true and i know it fucking makes people so mad i used to be like that not gonna lie and i just kind of like watch them melt but now it's like (sighs) yeah no but my day um you know now that i have a son um you know it's a lot of hands-on in the morning so in the mornings i i definitely my lady works uh for she works at a hospital so she's out by probably like 6 a.m even earlier sometimes so i have to wake up probably i'll be up by like 5 6 a.m and i'm just there you know i get ready baby's still asleep so i get to do stuff in the morning get the house prepped up but i ideally get to the office around 9 9 30 um then from there uh get on my email see if anything needs to be attended to right away and if not then i go into making calls 
past uh, follow up with past clients, you know, agents. Um, then it, depending on what day, Fridays all day I record content. Mm. Monday through Monday through Thursday, I'm just doing mortgage stuff. You know, following up with clients, meeting with them, taking up applications. You know, going out to meetings and stuff like that. So my day is really not just set in stone. It really just depends on my appointments. But I do have activities that I have to do every day, okay. which is make my calls, send out my messages. A social media farm which is what i do for business and earlier you said that you know we have a um a bank account with the people that you know is in our network mm -hmm. i like to look at myself as a farmer and on social media i'm planting seeds planting seeds planting seeds and over time i'm watering watering mm -hmm. watering you guys have heard that before <laughs> on the podcast right so you know, so when you uh so when i don't know if you plant stuff or if you ever seen anybody plant stuff when they plant something do they harvest it right away no, you can't. You can't, right? You have to water it, watch it grow. Sometimes it doesn't grow. Sometimes yep. you got to, you know, unfortunately, you know, let it go. Yeah, but if it doesn't germinate and it doesn't come out of the seed. It's the know? exact same thing on social media with people. And people think that you're going to start social media, start doing content, and you're going to get flooded with leads. No, you got to put the work into it. So yeah. building relationships on social has been my biggest, like, activity i'm going on there planting seeds through the stories if they post a story that means a they want you to interact b they're looking for a response and c they posted it to the public so of course you can reply back right so i utilize that to start conversations with people and then from there start watering them over time as i see them post more stuff that i genuinely like and yep. i could actually comment on mm. or if i see a, an op, uh, an opportunity to connect them with somebody that could bring them value or solve their problem i'm yep. always looking out for that so that's how i'm looking at social media my girl gets mad because it seems like I'm on the phone all the time, yeah. but I'm yeah. really honestly looking for opportunities where I could bring value, yep. create a new relationship, and then, you know, harvest that into business, harvest that into a relationship in real life. Yeah. But that's how I utilize social media. Um, and most of my day is, you know, communicating with people, trying to have as much conversations about my business. So for me, it's like literally I'm on the phone all day. And if I'm not on the phone, I'm trying to speak to people on social media. Yep. And if not, I'm doing mortgage stuff, you know, speaking to clients about their rates, speaking about their numbers, breaking down, you know, what's going to happen next. And yep. just, you know, being there for my partners um, in the sense that, you know, I help them a lot with marketing because that's one of my biggest strengths and something that I truly found a passion for. Amazing, dude. Yeah. yeah. And you're voting for your future with yes. your yes. time. And, 100%. and I mean, that's, that's it, bro. Like it really comes down to what are you doing every single day? And I, I actually have this post-it note that I had when I first started the business, Ooh. it was a little post-it yes. note that had an arrow pointing left. It was one line you know with two arrows. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, you definitely have. Yeah. And it goes in both directions and it says, which way did your business move today? Cause it never stays in one spot. No. Right. And then I had another one for my personal, which way did you move today? Right. Mm. Some days the business moves back, but you move forward. That's yes. okay. But you have to be moving forward. Cause if you're, you know, look the world, this table here, yeah. if, if these particles weren't designed the way they were, you could pass your finger right through this, this table, although it seems hard is moving. All of these little atoms and molecules inside this table are moving. Nothing stops. So mm. nothing ever, you're either growing or you're dying. So yeah. you choose and you vote with, your decisions, your time, and your surroundings. 100%. So if you were to talk to yourself back at 20 years old, right? When you were a younger kid, like what would you say to you working at Denny's, right? What would you, because first off, I think that we both share that if we were to talk to ourselves at that age, we would not believe it was possible. And if we were to think bigger, which this podcast is called Thinking Bigger, 
it, it our, where we are now would be, we'd probably be ahead, right? So one thing, I want to challenge people to think bigger, especially if you're younger, but it really doesn't matter. Anywhere you are, think bigger. But what would you say to yourself when you were working at Denny's as like a young, early 20s? So I always knew that I wanted to accomplish bigger things, right? But I hesitated because I didn't know how to get started. My biggest advice is find a group or a community that already is doing what you're doing or if you could find a mentor that's already doing what you're doing just say hey honestly i really want to learn to do what you're doing i have no experience but i have a burning desire to you know learn i'm i'm very flexible i'm a student i'm not gonna you know push back i just want to learn yeah the mentor will look at you like hey at one point uh someone did this for me and if you have the right intentions and you have the true meaning of wanting to learn the mentor will take you on and they will teach you and pour into you if you're willing to you know be open about it right. so my biggest advice that i would tell myself is Quit waiting for something to happen and go make it happen by going out and reaching out to somebody that is doing what you're doing. And nowadays, with all these tools that we have, there's no reason why you can't reach out to 20 different types of mentors yep. or people that you want to learn from and just genuinely ask them, hey, how do I get started? And I'm telling you, they will spill the beans. And if they tell you, hey, buy a course, run. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, but like, honestly, like true mentors would give information out for free because of the fact that the hardest thing is actually going back and implementing it in your real life. So yep. Yep. you can have all this knowledge, you can have all this understanding, but my biggest advice is find someone that could get you to where you want to be faster than by you doing it alone. Right. That's it. Streamlined. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's a hack to life. Yeah. Right. Because like if I want to go get jacked. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm not going to go to some dude who eats McDonald's all day and no. doesn't work out. He can't teach me that. Right. He might say he can. Yes. But if you see somebody that has what you want and you genuinely you go to them and you gen, especially when you're young, people will look at you like they will see themselves in you, especially yes. if they're like a self-made person. They will see themselves in you. And they will do every, they will go, they will invest. You cannot pay them, no matter how rich they are, you cannot pay them to do what they're going to do because the value for them, their, their why and why they're doing it is because they see themselves in you. I had a mentor that saw themselves in me for sure. I had multiple mentors and they're constantly trying to show you because we all want to go back to our old selves and be like, Hey, here's what I would do. And you can't, but if you can get a mentor that can show you how to do it, and and it's it's like skipping the line. It's Bro, amazing. Tom, Tom Brady has a coach. Yeah. And I bet you he has a personal coach for every single different type of workout or different yep. skill that he needs to learn, right? Yep. So if Tom Brady that's a you know probably the biggest world champion or you know sports player to play the game and that's arguably um if he has a coach, what 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 makes you think that we can't you know, thrive on having coaches. And I honestly, I have multiple mentors for different things. And that's honestly been one of the keys that helps me continuously grow my business and my mindset and my life. Yeah. And one thing that you said that I want to cement into this forever is nobody is coming to save you. No, nobody. You had to stop and take a hard look and go, well, you know, when you're a kid, people want to help you, but that goes away as you get older. Oh, a hundred percent. Nobody's coming. You and nobody's worried about your problems. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the one thing that like you're probably thinking, well, what are they going to think about? The th-? Let me tell you one thing. They're not thinking anything of you. That's yeah. why it's up to you to go out and get yourself what you want to do. Yeah. 
Oh my God, dude. This has been such a podcast. Bro, we could go on all day. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to have to do another one. For sure. Brian, where can people follow you? Because you guys have to go follow yeah, Brian. Yeah. So on YouTube, I'm under the Brian Talks Money Show. On Instagram, I'm Brian Landeros Lends You Money. Um, and uh, if you want to reach out to me, my number is 619-601-7797. Shoot me a text message. Send me a DM. I'm always available. Um, and if I'm not, I'll reach out to you as soon as I can. But honestly, for me, it's all about just reaching more people, talking to more people, and then letting them know that, honestly, we have the keys to every door. Yeah. Literally, if you're looking to buy a house or get a mortgage, talk to Brian because he's he's the man. And even if you're not, honestly, like come get some financial literacy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. That, that's the basis. That's what I preach right now. That's my biggest thesis is learn about money, learn how money works, and learn how your finances can actually help you. Yep. And I'm going to have Carlos put all your social medias oh. and everything in the show notes um, or in the in the whatever. Yeah. Look yeah. below. You'll find his stuff. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Kevin, dude, appreciate you, you so much. Hell yeah. Dude, thanks. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye. Bye.